Hey guys, it's Tats here from Castagra, and welcome to the Specified Growth Podcast. Each week, I talk to leaders and experts about how to overcome adversity, grow massive organizations, and how to create meaningful change in the building materials and coatings industry. Today's guest is Heidi Ellsworth. Heidi has worked in the roofing industry since 1993 and has held positions with Malarkey Roofing, Carlisle Construction Materials, Eagle View Technology, and she's currently a partner with Roofing Coffee Shops and the owner of HJE Consulting. I could name a whole bunch of other stuff she does. Basically, she does it all. I'm glad, Heidi, you made time to come on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited about this. Yeah. So one of the things I I like to ask is start on the personal side. Tell me a story about a fond childhood memory. Hmm. Well, you know, I think one of the things, one of the reasons why I love roofing so much and just the trades in general is my dad was a carpenter, um, general contractor, and I always love walking into the shop and smelling the sawdust and just wood products and building and being part of creating. And so, you know, I can't walk into a a shop now and smell that and not think of my childhood because that's kind of what I did growing up. That's awesome. So did you ever think about doing anything else or did you naturally just stayed in the uh, roofing industry your, or your whole career? Well, I actually started out in nonprofit. So ah. like um, a lot of people coming out of college, I wanted to save the world. And um, so I was looked at politics and at nonprofits. And I, I did, I worked on, did some lobbying and also worked for a private high school in development where I really got feet on the ground. That's really where you learn about sales and marketing is when you're asking yeah. people to do things for free all the time. <laughs> and so that's where I started out, but starting a family and there's just a lot of night meetings and a lot that goes on in the nonprofit world that's not always the easiest thing for a family, especially a young family starting out. So I was lucky enough to meet some people through my high, the Jesuit high school out of Portland, Oregon, where I worked and met the Malarkey family and went to work for Malarkey Roofing in Portland, Oregon. And that's how it started. Awesome. What, what did you learn through there? Greg <laughs> Malarkey, who is one of the owners and one of the family members of Malarkey, I think is one of the best guerrilla marketers And so I will say that I learned guerrilla marketing at Malarkey Roofing when you have a very small company out of Portland, Oregon that is now national and leads the way with how they develop and put together asphalt shingles and rolled roofing. They have done some amazing innovative things and really learned how to to be an entrepreneur from Malarkey um, and from my experiences there. Yeah, you, you really piqued my interest with the guerrilla marketing. G- give me some examples of what, what was being done there at the time. Well, I think one of, um, probably one of the things Malarkey, maybe not everybody knows this, but one of the things that Malarkey Roofing is known for is they were the only shingle to be approved in Dade County after Hurricane Andrew. Oh. And it was because of their SBS and their wind, their ability to go over 110 miles per hour in their wind tests. And so 
after Hurricane Andrew, there was a couple of years that the only shingle that could be sold basically in Southern Florida was a malarkey shingle out of a plant in Portland, Oregon, mm. across the country. Mm. And that, that I guess that the certification is quite common practice now, but at the time they got in on that early. Right. And that's really, you know, that's really when you look at product development and put it with your marketing program, understanding yeah. it's more than an ad, it's more than an article, what it's really about is understanding your product in the market and how it fits. Yeah, yeah. And how, how important is that certification now compared to what it was before? Yeah, it's still important. Pretty much everybody has it now. They have Dade County or Southern, Southern Florida building code approvals. But it continues as you look across the country, you have class four hail. And that is, def- you know, that's another area where companies are needing to, with what's going on with the storms mm-hmm. and the damage, those kind of certifications for products, being able to withstand the elements on the roof, I think it's only getting more important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. What other good uh, marketing advice have you picked up over the years? You know, I, I would say probably, and I learned this, not really, maybe I, I have to give some credit to a gentleman from Carlisle, yeah. Pat McGrady. He's retired now. And he gave me some, probably some of my best ex- advice when it came to not just marketing, but also sales. And that was just be involved, be a part of the industry, listen to your customers, realize that you're not the one who's buying the truckload of roofing. They are. Mm. and what what do you need to do to really understand the needs and to be a part of the industry? I really truly believe that, that if you aren't a part of the industry and you're not helping and giving back, you are really, you're just taking and that does, that's not sustainable. Yeah. So some of the best marketing I feel is when you combine that with helping others and, and helping to build your industry. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. What are the common marketing mistakes you see in and around the roofing industry? I, I see people come into the roofing industry and they just, they just want a quick hit, mm. right? If they're a manufacturer or if they're a technology company, and this, I've seen this really happen with technology companies too. They want to come in and they just want to get the contractors to use their products, sell them, and then quick hit sell their business and move on. Mm. That doesn't work in this industry. I'm, I'm sure it doesn't work in a lot of industries, but roofing is very much about trust and building relationships. And yeah. I had just such an amazing experience um, being part of the startup with Eagle View. Yeah. You can just imagine trying to sell, tell a contractor who's been roofing for 20, 30 years that he doesn't need to, or she doesn't need to measure the roof, that we'll do that from the air through technology and we'll email them the measurements. Mm. That was not an easy sell. Wow. So how did you convince them? It was really about proving it and staying consistent in that you, you show them the measurements, you measure it with the tape measure, you show them over and over again that it works. And then you build relationships and you get out there and you go to all the trade shows, you're involved with all the associations. I would say that's the biggest marketing mistake that people make is thinking they don't have to be involved or they don't have to have those relationships with their customers. Those are really the companies that tend to kind of disappear. Mm, That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's kind of basic. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, you're, you're part of all these associations. You're involved in a lot of things. What are your favorites out of all the things that you're involved in? 
Well, <laughs> I have to say Roofer's Coffee Shop is my most favorite. We have our online community. We work every day to build our community to really build roofing respect and to bring contractors and the industry together overall. And so I get a live and it's not just talking about it, but I get to live and breathe it every day. And then I really love the roofing Alliance. Mm. They just do amazing things for the industry. And I'm fortunate enough to work with them on a number of projects. Yeah. They had the student competition at IRE where they brought construction management schools to for a contest of bidding on the Dallas Cowboys practice field. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was and they they do surveys and research for the industry. They're developing roofing courses through Clemson University. I just think the Roofing Alliance for those who get to a certain point and are able to really give back to the industry. The Roofing Alliance is just an amazing group to be involved with. Huh. That makes sense. Yeah. So within your activity, who do you think that the leaders or the emerging leaders to watch in the roofing industry? That would be my other favorite organization. Mm-hmm. And that is National Women in Roofing. Mm. I have to tell you, the, one, the people to watch, to really watch as leaders in this industry are the women. Yeah. The National Women in Roofing, you know, we started that about six years ago. And it is, it's a force to be reckoned with. And the women in there are supporting each other. They're empowering each other. We had over 330 of huge, I mean, amazing leaders, women leaders at National Women in Roofing Day right before IRE. So when you look at people like Jennifer Stone, uh, Renee Bales, Michelle Boykin, these are the executive on the executive board of National Women in Roofing. They're just making a huge difference in this industry and they're not looking back. So when you talk about leaders and really follow, you know, keeping up, those are the ones to be watching. Yeah, no, perfect. Absolutely. What about the hottest conferences or the trade shows in the roofing industry? Which ones do you like? Well, we met at IRE, um, International Roofing Expo. It's by far the largest. It was awesome this year. It was great. Yeah, it was great. It was just a blur. (laughs) And we do the National Women in Roofing Day in conjunction with IRE, which I think just really brings all of that together in in such a phenomenal way. Some, you know, some up and coming shows and really an up and coming show that I think is going to be important for the roofing industry and something to watch is MetalCon. MetalCon, okay. MetalCon is in October. And it is everything metal. And so you have big companies like Sherwin-Williams and McElroy, ATAS, who are all there working on the sustainability and the use of metal in building. And a lot of roofing is there. Mm-hmm. It's Nick Sabino, who is the chair of NRCA this year, he said to me that MetalCon was one of his favorite shows because he gets to go there and he can just see so much new stuff. So mm. I, I really would, I really recommend that. I think there's a number of opportunities through the regional shows, obviously Western States and Florida, yeah. NERCA, I'll be there in a couple of weeks. And so, but it's kind of, I think contractors, as they look at these shows, it's really important that they look at 
what the shows can do to help build their business yeah. and help diversify their business. So the Roof Coating Manufacturers Association, the big coating, roof coatings yeah. conferences this summer. So that's a good one to go to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So what are the trends in the roofing industry that nobody's really talking about? I think that's such a great question. And I don't want to say nobody is talking about this, but I just believe it's probably one of the most important things that we have on our horizon for this industry, and that's diversity. Mm. So it's hard to say that no one's talking about it. We have a diversity and inclusion forum during roofing day in Washington, D.C. this April. But 30% of our industry is Latino. Yeah. I don't think we're talking about that enough. I don't think we are in, I don't think we're being inclusive enough to minorities, to women, to the next generation of millennials and Gen Z. I think our industry, the, one of the best things we could do is to open it up, make it more diverse and more inclusive. And I think it's, Besides technology, which I think is also, but everybody's talking about technology, Yeah, but not everybody's talking about diversity. Yeah, I think you're right. Now, paint a picture, like let's say you had a magic wand and you could change everything. And what would that vision look like? Can you kind of paint a picture of what it would look like if the industry transformed overnight for diversity? Yeah, I'd like it to look like our communities, right? I would like it to look like... 51% of our population are women. Mm -hmm. Maybe 20%, that's kind of high, in roofing are women. Look at all, we have a huge labor shortage. Mm -hmm. That is a place where we should be recruiting every day and using technology to make the jobs less people on the roof and all people can work on the roof who want to. And the same thing in from the boardroom to the rooftop. I mean, that's what we kind of are talking about is let's make it be more reflective of our overall population. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have a very low percentage of minority-owned roofing businesses. Mm-hmm. Why? Is because they're being not encouraged to go into roofing? Is it because there's hazing and bullying going on? I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of reasons, but I think It's an amazing opportunity within the African-American small businesses. Construction is the third highest growing business owned, but yet we're not seeing that in roofing. So how do we change that? How do we bring, how do we make the roofing industry with my magic wand look more like the population of the United States? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to focus on the women's because I think you have some expertise, a specific expertise there. How do you attract more women into the industry? Or what steps are you taking? Yeah. So what we're doing is we're talking about it. We're talking about what a great career it is. Like you yeah. said, I've been in this since 1993 yeah. and I've had challenges. But by bringing those challenges out into the open and talking about them and really finding other people who can say, yeah, that's not acceptable or here's how I handled it. Now all of a sudden women are feeling a little, they're feeling safer. They're feeling invited to the table to be part of it. And we all want to see, as we look at our careers and where we're going, we want to see other people who look like us in those spots, mm. right? So I want to see other women in CEO positions, in vice president of sales positions, mm. in working on the roof, 
wherever women want to work, they should be able to work without harassment. And I think the more we talk about that and the more we empower, the more women will see this. We're already seeing it. We're seeing more women coming into the industry just because of National Women in Roofing. And it shows that there's a place for them to connect. Yeah, that makes sense. Now you're involved in so many things. Like what, what are the kind of top three habits or routines that help you pull it, pull it all together? <laughs> I love this question too. Cause you know, all the great books you read yeah. and stuff all have new habits. So my first one is probably going to be in every book out there, yeah. but I really believe in early mornings. Yeah. So I am usually at my desk around five and I love early mornings when I, it's just fresh. And, and then I really believe in my family time at the end of the day and, and just shutting down and walking away and spending that important time with my family. So I would say pretty much anybody you talk to, they pretty much agree with that on most days. I would say my second habit is tenacity. Mm-hmm. I am very tenacious in that when I believe in something, I... I go after it. Yeah. I believe in Roofer's Coffee Shop. I think it is a necessity for the industry. And what Vicki and I have worked on together is really something that's giving back. And so I think everyone should advertise on the site. <laughs> <laughs> I have well, no problem. <laughs> you can't be a marketer if you don't at least push it, right? Uh, no that's one will right. push it for right. you. That's right. And And finding, you know, what works for everyone. So when I say tenacious, it's not just about harassing people. It's about what do you need? Solving problems, solving pain points. I'm really understanding, backing off when you need to, but being there when they're ready. I have found that that's been pretty invaluable in my career. And the last one that I I truly believe in is kindness. Mm. I think that we have lost on many levels in this country a focus on kindness. Mm. And if you care about the people who you're selling to, if you care about the people you're marketing to, if you care about the people in your community and treat everybody with kindness, you see a lot higher long-term sustainable success. I think kindness is very important, especially online, right? More people are going online. People forget. I know. I mean, and how cowardly is that (laughs) personally? They can't even see you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, I because I, I, I we meet people that are very courteous, and then somehow when they get behind a keyboard, they forget that there's a person on the other end of it. Right. Exactly. So how do you kind of your community is online? Like, how do you keep the peace? I give Vicky a lot of credit. Vicky Sharples, my business partner with Roofers Coffee Shop, she has set the tone. Um, from when we first went online in 2002. And she does not let people harass other people. There'll they'll be honest conversation. Mm-hmm. And if someone doesn't like something, that's okay. But they can't be mean about it. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, if we have people who are mean mm-hmm. and mean-spirited, we shut them down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's that simple. You can't be on this forum or We are going to block you on our Facebook feed or whatever it may be, because it's not about disagreeing. We want conversation and we want people to disagree with each other. We just want them to do it in a civilized manner. Yeah, no, that's, that's 
I mean, that's hard work. And you guys have done an amazing job of keeping that together because I see many communities, once they grow to a certain size, it really starts to fall apart, right? With with the, right. the factions developing and the politics. But I, the sense I get is you kept it really clean and, and sort of very professional. We really, and Vicky, like I said, has really done that. And we run our business that way. Like I said, you know, we we believe in this industry and we believe in every part of it from everybody who's working on the roof. We just think they should have the ultimate respect. So we, and it's it's really interesting because even if we have advertisers or if we yeah. have partners who are not respectful yeah. to our contractors or our guys and gals in the, on the roof, mm-hmm. we actually, we push back and we say, you can't, we want, we aren't going to have that on our site. Mm-hmm. Everything needs to be. So it, it's on all levels from advertising to all of our blogs, to our social media, to our education we really are focused on that roofing respect. We kind of live by that. Yeah. So are these sort of core values that you have within your company that you bring in or, or do you have policies that are upfront or do you just have a core group of people that sort of protect that, I guess, can we call it culture within your community? Yeah. Yeah. I would say it's our culture. It's definitely, it's how Vicky started Roofers Exchange, the newspaper before Roofers Coffee Shop and how she brought that into Roofers Coffee Shop and the people we hire and the people who... We are a virtual company, so we do not have a corporate headquarters. Everyone works from their homes. We are mostly women. We have my husband and Vicky's husband are also part of our business, but on day to day, who the people you, everyone talks to online and who they see are women who we empower to have their lives and work on their time schedule and who all really truly believe in the trades and believe in what we're doing. And so we, we are just blessed in that. We, we, we push that. And it is our core value, respect and the ability to have a work as you want is is, was something we talked about from the very beginning. Yeah. So, I mean, remote workforce or distributed workforce is a hot topic right now. What sort of tools and sort of practices do you sort of use to kind of hold it together? Because when you, when you don't see each other face to face all the time, then sometimes the communication can, can get difficult. What sort of tools do you use to sort of hold that together? We use Basecamp, which is a management system, and that really helps. Because, I mean, seriously, we have two two people who work for us are students, so they're going to college full-time and working for us, writing and doing online administrative and podcast producing Mm -hmm. for our podcast. Yeah, yeah. And then we have two of the ladies who work for us just had babies, so they are new moms. And... Then there's a number of us who um, are later in life. And so we have found that if we have one central area, base camp yeah. that we use is really important. And then we are on the phone a lot. We pick up the phone yeah. and we text, we, we will do video. We're not huge on video mm-hmm. calls. We can do them, but most of us, are, we're, we just, we, we're on the phone all the time talking to each other. I, I talk to these ladies constantly. <laughs> and so... I think it's just really an email. It's really good communication and, and letting people just do what, do what they do well. 
yeah. you know, not micromanaging. Yeah, for sure. You got highly accountable people that, that are not new to the job. They sound very experienced and let them do the thing, I guess. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And enjoy it and have fun. Yeah, that's perfect. Now, what does the future look like for you? Like three, five years? What, is, what does that look like for you? Well, I definitely want to stay very involved in the industry. Rivers Coffee Shop has been growing exponentially every year. And we, we plan to continue to add a lot of more, we're going to put our money where our mouth is, and we are definitely doing a lot on diversity. So we are really ramping up our Spanish offerings. We are really focused on the next generation and understanding how they want to learn and what they want on the site. And so along with that, I've also been speaking, I am now doing full workshops and speaking mm-hmm. engagements on diversity and sales, oh, wonderful! how that works together and really the importance for salespeople and sales and marketing people and everyone overall, how important it's going to be to embrace diversity moving forward. And um, especially this next generation, because they're not going to wait for us. Yeah. You're either going to do it or you're going to be left behind. Sure. So I've been kind of excited. I've, I've done some speaking engagements recently and they're working really well. And I'm excited to continue that to kind of really help that conversation grow bigger, yeah. larger. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, the last question I'd like to, to ask is, is there anything I should have asked you but didn't? I can't really think of anything. You, I thought you had great questions. I love your podcast. It was, it was really good. And I guess I'm just kind of excited to have you be even more involved with everything that's going on in the roofing industry. And I was really excited to hear about your coatings company and some of the things that you're doing. So I think it's a great, great opportunity to share information. Absolutely. Heidi, thank you so much. Your information was priceless and I'm sure the audience will agree. Thank you so much. I really love being here. Thank you. I want to thank everyone for listening to Specify today. also want to thank the listeners who are working hard each day to change the world to make it a better place. If you know anyone, anyone that would benefit from this episode, please pass it along. And finally, make sure you subscribe to hear upcoming episodes. Talk to you soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.